0: We're talking about like a cross country trip by bicycle, correct?
1: Yes. Which one? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> well,
2: I like oh, literally forgot why I was here. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw.
0: And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
3: We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way.
0: Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks, and today, going across country maybe twice. (laughs) That's it's an inside joke that you know we talked about before we were recording. Oh yeah yeah yeah.
3: No, I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. Well, you talked about that before I got here tonight. Um, oh yeah. wait gotcha. What? Yes. No, that's that's another inside joke. Oh. That, you know. wait Oh. Ne- never mind. <laughs> I always have to make it awkward in the beginning of the show so we have like so, our, yeah. our like hero's journey. We're in the middle of the show. We overcome an obstacle and then towards the end of the show there's a resolution to our plot
0: well i figure if we screw up a bunch in the beginning Mm -hmm. that'll make our guests more comfortable
3: i hope so yeah because uh i'm not in control of it so (laughs) it's we are where we're at (laughs) (laughs) and we are
0: here now with jimmy and allison
3: thanks for having us
0: yeah thanks for coming in
3: hooray (laughs) yeah welcome to the show so uh, um and it, you took two trips across the United States, the, the continent, the world. Multi-state. Multi-state. Uh, we
1: went, the first one we went from Portland to the Bay Area. Took us about 13 days. And mm-hmm. then the second one we uh, went up and biked around.
2: Washington and Vancouver Island. Oh, nice. Uh, but you've done more on your own as well. Where yeah. did you bike from?
1: I biked from Ohio to almost Texas. I got. I stopped in Mississippi and got a Greyhound because I was late. (laughs) Happens. You
3: got to
0: fast forward.
3: Yeah, fast forward. It's always fun, kind of combining transit modes. Yeah, I've I've found. I don't. I don't
0: know if we've ever covered like taking a bike on a Greyhound before.
3: I'm trying. Let's see.
1: It was easy back in the day. Yeah. It was also easy for MegaBus when they first started, but the later. Who the fuck is MegaBus? What? You should know this. You're from Michigan. Okay, maybe you've left before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, when Greyhound gets a bad reputation, it spawns a baby named Megabus. Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, Megabus, I could be wrong, but I think it was started in the UK. Oh, I, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, it was it's this bussing formula in which the first, like, maybe five tickets that are sold on the bus go for a dollar mm. and then they start to progress up after that. Really? And you it's could, it almost was almost
0: opposite of bolt bus then. Right. Cause yeah, like if you show up at bolt bus, you can sometimes get one for a
1: dollar. Yeah. I think it's like bolt bus is kind of Greyhound's answer to mega bus. Okay. So yeah. Okay. And I don't even know if mega bus is still going. I have no idea. Anyway, it was, uh, mostly in the, uh, I guess the Great Plains area, it was like, it would connect St. Louis and Chicago. Um, I believe it went into Michigan. Really? I could be wrong. I, it's like all over I the never, Midwest. Yeah, all yeah, over the Midwest. Yeah, it never never
0: registered for me. And um, I was too busy working on my cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Detroit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so, yeah, I remember like in the first years of Megabus, that was like when I went from ohio down to um texas and my first leg of that trip was getting from new york to ohio and um I, I took greyhound first from greyhound from new york to ohio and then there was a part of where i had to go from ohio to another part of ohio and i took the Mega Bus, and uh it was easier to get a bike on a megabus than it was on the, greyhound, on the or, greyhound um but then i remember later years uh trying to take the mega bus again and remembering how easy it was so i was just like oh this is going to happen again and i almost got shut down and almost Ooh. had to leave my bike no right. way <sighs> yeah and so i had to give them like 15 bucks just like to the driver and hmm. they were like okay <laughs> that doesn't sound shady <laughs> <Yeah>. at all <laughs> like you
0: can't you can't take this bike well what do you think about mr lincoln's bike <laughs> You still can't take this bike. What about Mr. Hamilton's bike? All right, maybe you can have the bike on there. Exactly.
2: <laughs> That's what it takes. I mean,
0: if
3: it works, it works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's better than leaving your bike. Yeah, for sure.
2: Official Megabus policy. Must bribe, driver <laughs> bribe the driver $15.
3: Yeah. Bribes potentially accepted.
1: That was... Wow. I can't even imagine how they stayed in business. So, like, hmm. I assume they were just like smuggling drugs because like (laughs) they were just empty buses just driving across we wonder where
2: that meth problem came from thanks megabus (laughs) yeah out
0: out of
3: curiosity i did look up megabus and they have a working u.s website okay so it it would appear they're maybe not the most well-known but alive and well somewhat well
1: (laughs) yeah well yeah they're not over on the west coast for sure they're on the east coast though Okay. Or they were.
3: Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm is that to like where you could now. go um, like New York down to D.C., D.C., Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. I think I've heard of them before. It's 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 a vague distant memory, but it, it's ringing There's a bell. There's
2: lots of buses that'll do that. I'm thinking Chinatown bus. Oh, yeah. It's just the only thing I know that bus as. Okay. But that's another cheap. Gotcha. East Coast way.
3: It also helps when your like large metropolitan areas are. Five hours from each other instead of like 13. Sure or it is. Something so like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Allison, are you an East Coaster?
2: I'm also from outside Chicago. Oh, well, okay. No. We, we met in Chicago. I'm from there ish. Jimmy's from Kansas ish.
1: Ish. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kansas is where I grew up. Nice. Not really. Midwest. Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they have Megabus in Kansas. I've taken it from Kansas City to St. Okay. Louis before. Oh, yeah. nice. But um, I can't believe
0: yeah. I've never heard of this before. I've, my mind is just blown. It's you should, it it
2: really like, not exciting or new in any
1: way. <laughs> it's
3: just yeah, another it's bus. It, was it sounds so
1: <laughs> intriguing. It was really exciting for all the punks in, like, in the Midwest because it was like, yeah, I could like visit my friends for a dollar. Mm.
2: Yeah. Punks in the Midwest are easily excited.
1: <laughs> so true.
0: Well, yes, we're in the Midwest, one.: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> So you have to travel another thir- five hours, four hours to see other punks, or yeah. is is it's just like keeping the community close at, at one dollar bus tickets a time? That one yeah, nice. Well, well, good for keeping on keeping on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned a trip from Portland to San
1: Francisco mm-hmm. Yeah. It was um, when I moved back out here, and you, you, Allison, you moved out here for the first time. It's true. Was it 2011?
2: Yes. Right. We are so sure on our dates. <laughs> yeah, it was it's okay. 2011.
1: Leave yourself an out. It's it's okay. Yeah, 2011. Um, it was like, I think it was the, the same month we moved out here. Um, we just packed whatever we could in a car and drove out here. And uh, we got here and looked up on Craigslist for a mattress and was like, all right, we got a free mattress, set it up (laughs) in our friend's house. We moved to Portland. Good job, us.
2: And our whole timeline around moving was that, well, our original plan had been to move by bike. That was our ambitious plan. But we kind of ran out of time on that one. And so then our new deadline was like, okay, well, if we're not going to move by bike, we needed to be on the West Coast by, it was like August, right? For this roller derby tournament that Jimmy was refereeing. And so, we were like, okay, if we're not going to bike from Chicago to Portland, we'll bike from Portland to the Bay Area for this tournament.
1: Nice. And we made it. Nice. Yeah. What route did you take? Um, we took, we started, what Was it? we biked down to Salem and stayed there our first night in an open field that I thought was a park. <laughs> 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 And it ended up being
2: it's like right next to a prison.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, that open field.
4: Yeah, that's the open
1: field oh, that? we set up. You this one. Oh, well,
3: I mean, there's definitely an open field next to the state penitentiary. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh. that's the one I'm thinking of <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> like you didn't see the signs when you were rolling in that were like there Do was not like pick a playground on the other side that we oh, came in there? from. Okay, yeah, and then it was just over there. There's a, a playground yeah. in the prison. <laughs> so was like adjacent. Wow. I wonder if it was like the daycare for the penitentiary or something. <laughs> right. So, well, we well, there's yet. the prison in like downtown and then there's the penitentiary, which is a little bit further out. But if you're coming in close to, like if you're paralleling I-5, probably would have been the penitentiary. Yeah, because
1: we took uh, 99 down okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Biking down 99. Interesting.
2: And then we went down to Eugene and then cut over to one? 101.
1: A one? Mm-hmm.
2: And then down to one once we got to California. yeah.
3: Nice. Did you do that nice hill climb near Leggett?
1: Leggett, that?
2: Was that the one that we skipped?
1: That was the one. There was one point where we went
2: like halfway up a mountain, and Mm -hmm. that was our other mixed uh, transit experience (laughs) on that trip. Oh, nice. We just flagged down a truck.
3: Nice. Threw our
2: bikes in the back of some dude's pickup, and he drove us over.
3: Nice. Yeah, that hill. When (laughs) we, when we, I biked it back in 2014, something like that. Um, yeah it, like you look at it on the topo even if you're following the ACA maps I remember being like I've seen hills we've, we've been biking you know from Portland yeah. and then you get to that one and you're like two and a half hours in and just thinking to yourself yeah okay well maybe I miss misestimated this just a little bit <laughs> yeah. um I recorded the downhill section of that on a GoPro and thought it was going to be like I don't know eight minutes or something like that it ended up being like 22 or, yeah. Oh, damn. It's like it, yeah. yeah it's a hill up it's a hill out yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um I'm glad that you got a ride on that one because that particular section uh, always sticks in my memory as the place where we stopped at a gas station and we just tried to ask for like a fill from a faucet and they uh, they wouldn't let us, which is like their prerogative, that's fine, uh, but we didn't want to pay $5 for water or whatever it was from like a little bottle and they were like, yeah, don't worry about it, there's water up at the top, it just comes out right at the pass, it, it doesn't come out. Uh, like we searched oh, around
0: oh was this like a sick joke of theirs well
3: like are you really gonna ride three hours back down a hill to be like you're lying about a fountain <laughs> right, <laughs> right i bet you to this day there's probably hundreds of people that that uh particular employee may have told this to oh, man, i
1: have horrible. not
3: verified this but that was my experience uh That's and horrible. yeah we got to the top <laughs> yeah. and said i hope there's water on the downhill <laughs> yeah so um it was survived but yeah fun hill good times yeah <laughs> um In terms of the trip, how did you plan around the fact that you had a deadline in San Francisco? Or was it more just sort of go for it and and sort of see if you need to make up gaps in between?
2: We did almost no planning for this entire trip. We literally (laughs) cruised by a library on our way out of town to maps nice <laughs> yep. um
3: i like that it's like yeah. i know how to get
0: this far anyway right. <laughs> yeah. we'll print out maps there
3: i yeah. think that's like a very shiny style of touring
2: it worked i guess i mean we made it and we buff you know we left enough buffer time that we weren't really like hustling the whole time we do some longer days and then some shorter days and yeah just kind of plan it all out a few days at a time just like where's the state parks where are we gonna camp and mm-hmm. and yeah. then the nice thing about the parks is that you know you get the cheap hiker-biker campsites and then those people have the good maps. So it doesn't oh, matter that you right just out. printed the you know, <laughs> nonsense maps from the internet. You, you get can the... check with the people who actually know what they're doing.
4: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah.
3: Did you find yourselves riding with any other travelers sort of in segment or were you lone wolfing it, so to speak, as you worked your way down?
1: I, we were mostly lone wolfing it, but um, we did run into a very fun character
2: oh my god what
1: Do was his tell. name allison
2: oh my god, i'm like trying to remember was it gary
1: i want to say dennis
2: den it was dennis yeah. thank you oh dennis Gary dennis. was the best yeah yeah
1: we met him at a library i think is yeah. where we first met him uh-huh.
2: yeah i'm trying to remember where so yeah like we were coming into this library to use the internet as he was leaving and he saw us and all our gear and our bikes and got real excited and struck up a conversation. And he was also going down the West Coast His um, and basically kind of gave us his, his story, which was that he had um, also come from the Chicago area from this lovely suburb named Joliet, which we akin to just like, it was very much like the New Jersey of Chicago kind hmm. of a, a place. Ah, okay. And, Interesting. And Dennis... Um, had some weird convoluted story about how he had like lost his housing because like his roommate's cousin something something I don't know so he was like basically like so instead of being homeless I just gotta go to the west coast and bike all the way from Canada to Mexico I was like all right that sounds like a good plan yeah yeah but he had this just like garbage mountain bike that he was doing
4: it on I (laughs) want
1: to say it was a huffy like it was probably a huffy wow yeah
2: yeah I mean, just goes to show
0: you don't need anything special, exactly. And
2: Dennis had it figured out. Man, he was like, "It's so great! I just go and I camp on the beach, and then in the morning I just cross the street over to the Days Inn, free continental breakfast." (laughs) And they're all like, "How'd you sleep last night?" And I was like, "I slept great." (laughs) So great. Oh. And so we, you know, he goes on his way. We go into the library. We stop. We you know, get some food, I think, and then move along. And, you know, after we've spent maybe an hour in town and then taken off, you know, we catch up with him down Mm -hmm. the road just a few minutes up. Yeah. And then, uh, hey, what do you know? We're going to stay at the same campsite tonight. He's going to splurge and, you know, actually... Staying pay for a, a campsite. Well, I don't <laughs> think he paid, but oh. he did stay there. Um, so yeah, you oh, know, Dennis. Dennis, Dennis spent the that one evening with us. And then from that point forward, any time that we were at future campsites down the road, many people that we did encounter also had Dennis stories. So he mm. he, he kind of <laughs> he brought the whole... Yeah. He was a legend, yeah. yeah. It was really the, uh, funny.
3: The unifier of the trail. Yes. Yeah.
0: Dennis great. is bringing the community with, together.
2: With all kinds of... Um, electronic gadgets he like had a portable dvd player oh, really that yeah. he like quote unquote found at a bus stop and he was like had porn on it and and <laughs> oh, then uh,
3: he told you this <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. like hey if and you want to like <laughs> uh, if we are staying in the same campsite next you know not that i'm you, good but, neighbors uh,
1: <laughs> that was, like, like, right was
3: before, like you guys have are laptops are you, or are you what are something you... <laughs> about joliet or like what's what's going on here?
2: i'm only stating the facts
3: <laughs> um It is kind of interesting how, you know, there's a couple of, like, there will be personalities that really pull through. One of the things I really liked about writing down was the messages that you could leave each other in the food boxes. They, oh. Did you ever leave, like, a little something for Dennis if you knew he was going to be passing through?
1: No, I didn't think about that. Oh, Should have. Okay. Yeah. I think he
2: needed some encouragement. It's, um,
3: yeah. Like, like, the the documentation of the touring culture i think is most well found in the insides of the food boxes yeah. uh, or at least like whenever would pull in i'd always it take at least five or ten minutes and just kind of look at the little drawings and yeah. you know if people are leaving the date that they traveled through or um when i had a couple of folks that we like would um tag team with like every three or four days or something every now and then you just like leave a note and you never know if it yeah. makes it because like sometimes you never see those people again and then sometimes you could be like two weeks and then you're down in Los Angeles and they're like hey thanks for that thing you left up at like so and so state park Um, it was was kind of like the I don't know not the pony express of like leaving mail for each other kind (laughs) of the opposite of that but um, yeah it was a really nice way to like keep track of each other you know given the touring uh, migration if you will during that time
1: yeah and even if the message doesn't get to them like uh, it was still great like even looking at them and just seeing all the different messages Mm -hmm. that people have left each other a creeper.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else? Like, you show up at a campsite before dark, and you're like, I right, now have eight hours before it, like, gets dark. I yeah. mean, if you're going summertime. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Definitely fun. Um, did you... So you mentioned also that you did a little bit of uh, transporting in between. So one of them was with a truck. Was the other via sort of a public transit system or um, the other section that you got passage via...
1: Oh yeah, we um, what part we got like into uh kind of the sprawling area of the Bay Area, Mm -hmm. and we uh we're going down. Were we were we still on one? I think I
2: don't. I remember we had accidentally somehow found ourselves inland some on the last day of the trip. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we had gotten off of one accidentally at some point. And, yeah, all of a sudden it's, like, a million degrees instead Mm. of the, like, overcast that it's been for the last two weeks, you know? And, uh, yeah, and then we're just, like, in the suburbs. And at some point we were, like, accidentally... Did we end up, like, on I-5 again? No. I don't we were know like, if it was I-5, but there it was, was some other little highway, highway that, accident, yeah. you know, that turned in from, like, a small highway to, like, a freeway, and then we we're like, whoops.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got was a it couple honks. Was biking, like, on the freeway? Yeah, uh-huh. people oh, were wow. honking at us, and we were like, what the sh-? okay. Um, <laughs> uh. and so we exited, and, and sure enough, we look at the next on-ramp, and it's like, yeah, no non-motor vehicles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, well, okay. So we get out our printed maps and we're like this is whatever let's just go look for some public transit (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah we don't know what we're doing here and we eventually found it and uh that bus took us over the golden gate bridge which i think Mm -hmm. i don't know can you even bike on the golden gate you can okay yeah they do like they close
3: one side or the other i think depending on what portion of the week it is but yeah i mean i biked over it so i'm okay i'm hoping that That was okay. It (laughs) seemed seemed pretty (laughs) legit at the time. We did not get the opportunity.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we just took the transit in.
3: They do, um, like, there's a couple of bike tour places down on the Embarcadero, and they'll do something where with your bike rental, they include a uh, ferry ticket from Sausalito. So you can bike over the Golden Gate and then just hop the ferry back. So good way to get that in if you're ever back in the Bay Area.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic, though. We had like yeah. this whole thing, and then like, yeah, now we're on a bus. Oh, well. Kaboom. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. happened.
1: It happens. I remember on, um, I think the the best one I had was on that trip from Ohio to Texas. I'm trying to remember where there was a bridge that I could not bike over. Like, it was illegal for me to bike over. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there trying to see, like how bad would this be if I tried to bike over yep. it? Yeah, And I was like, no, this looks real bad. Yeah. And so and there was like no way to walk over it either. No, no, yeah. you couldn't even walk over it. And I was like, there, and I, it was before I had a smartphone. Like I, and so I have no idea about how to get across this bridge. And so I just like, I was in this parking lot and I asked this guy, if he could give me a ride over and he was like, Oh sure. Just throw your bike in the back of my truck. And I was like, okay. And it was an ice truck. And so, like, like a just, ice delivery truck. Yeah, ice delivery truck. Throw my bike in the back of this ice <laughs> delivery truck. Not
2: like immigration and customs and. No,
1: not that one. Different truck. Yeah, <laughs> I would not talk to those people. Um. So, my bike gets over the bridge. I get over the bridge, and then I get off and jump on my bike, and it's nice and cooled off for me. Oh nice. yeah, <laughs> that's that's great summer, in the yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah. ah, that's chilly. That's great. <laughs> There's um
3: for folks doing the ST. I, I don't know if they've rerouted it, but the yeah you you kind of like make a decision like am I gonna break the law or yeah. or like I didn't see that sign officer it was <laughs> you know, hey, I'm already on the other side like what's the big deal? um Longview has one of those bridges oh okay. or unless they've changed it, but um I remember that the ferry I think it's what a Cathlamet was closed and then it's like you can either bike all the way back to Portland or you can bike out to the coast and then go up oh uh, no and I totally did not bike over the bridge. To Longview. But, um, yeah, that can that be a little be bit around. of a pain sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I liked um, when we were heading to the Bay Area, there were the bridges where you lean over and push the button. to yeah, bridges and tunnels. Bridges and tunnels. To
2: lower the speed limit. That's mm. always nice. Yeah.
1: There was at one point, though, during construction oh. <laughs> that they didn't have that option for us. Mm. And it was one of those signaled constructions down to one lane. And so we pull oh, up to this light yeah, and we're like, okay, so we either bike really fast and hope we get there before the other side starts going. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is in, uh, this is near the Bay area and is like foggy as hell. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, um, you know, we're on the side of a cliff. And- yeah.
2: No visibility, no shoulders, nowhere to pull off, just one lane and, unknown length of construction you know we cannot Mm -hmm. see the
1: other end right Mm -hmm. we have no idea how long it's gonna go so we so we wait for the first green light to end and it's and cycle through are you like kind of
0: timing it in your head like yeah okay so we got this much time
1: at the very least we're like okay so we're gonna have the freshest start on the first green (laughs) and hope we make it and we did but like just barely, today. it was like yeah. changing, and then those, really?
2: and then it was just oncoming traffic. Oh, you get, oh soon man! And it was, so
3: and <laughs> it, was it was not a it was not a personneled. Di- no. Okay, so there was yeah, like construction no, people. Automatic stoplight. Yeah. Shucks. Yeah. Sounds like um, it was not very good infrastructure for cycling. No. Interesting. Um,
0: I've been through a lot of those um, in northern Michigan and in Hawaii, and I've always wondered, like, yeah. What if I'm not going fast enough?
3: Yeah. Mm. That's scary. For the ones in Hawaii, was it, um what what was the context for the road being? Was it just like construction? Yeah, just okay.
0: updating the roads. It was, uh, I'm trying to think, on the way, this is sort of inside baseball, but for those of you who are familiar with Hawaii geography, is uh, coming out of Hilo, north out of way, on the way to Waimea, it was like construction. You know, just updating the roads or whatever, and okay. it, and it's kind of the same thing where there's like just this gully on one side, um, and you know you have the light and you go and you just hope that you your car is fast <laughs> enough is mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. But I've always wondered about those things. Like, what if I'm not? <laughs>
3: what do you do? You is have there a, a sensor you have a that knows no you go situation? <laughs> well,
0: the, and that's the thing, right? Like, it's not like there's there's with a with a flagger there's somebody on each side and they're going like okay so the last one to go, come through is a bus mm-hmm. we're like okay we got this biker coming through so be sure yeah. that you know they're like on, on walkies but I've always wondered with those timed ones mm-hmm. like there's one. no sensor or anything
1: oh really yeah, yeah I was gonna as say one I would know, hope there's something but and even if there was a sensor I don't know if a bike would set it off
0: oh certainly not but, yeah yeah yep
2: that was scary <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: You guys, I'm trying to think. So you were heading to the Bay Area. Outside of the Bay Area, Bay Area is the Devil's Slide. Did you guys end up doing that? or That was maybe south of the Bay Area, though. It doesn't so sound maybe not. familiar. Okay. It's, uh, have, have you heard of this, Guthrie? Tell it's me like, more. Okay. Um, I don't think I have. I've only done it once. I would love to do it again, honestly. Um, <clears throat> it's just north of Half Moon Bay. I wanna say it's on the way to Half Moon Bay. Um hey, Andrew and Patty, did you guys do this part yet? Anyway, a little shout out to our friends that are currently touring down Big Sur. Um so after you leave uh San Francisco, Oakland area Mm -hmm. out of the city, um there is a climb and the climb sucks and there's like zero shoulder. But once you get up and over that climb, it's this like eight lane highway. And it's all downhill in into this tunnel.
3: Oh, the, the tu- oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah! It's
0: called the Devil's Slide, and
3: it has uh, it has these little like, it's big enough that it needs air circulation, so they have like the fans running yes. every quarter mile yes. or something like that. Yes. I, I did, yes, you have do. done this, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember the climb as much. Um, I that day we were getting blown south by. Like a good 20, 25 mile an hour wind, which is the nice thing about biking south on the coastal route. It's more often that case than the other. Um, But we remember we budgeted like two days between San Francisco and about where that slide was. And we ended up doing it in like six hours or something like that. Yeah,
0: it's a a day, but it's doable.
3: Yeah, Um, that's a fun one. I do remember that. Yeah. (laughs) I remember thinking to myself, gosh, I'm glad there's not more people driving this right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it was March or April when I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like before like tourist season was really in swing. But there was still a lot of traffic and some dude had uh, had his dog, like a German Shepherd, a large dog on a Bob trailer. And he's like riding, riding with the dog on there. And and there's like, you know, you got like six inches of shoulder. Yeah. And he's not going very fast. And so you're behind him and you're like, well, I guess I'm just going to go as fast as this guy and his dog. I'm (laughs) not going to try to pass him.
3: But at least you have a dog to say hi to. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, He was cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think uh, we had stopped at like a restaurant that was just at the base of that hill because you kind of come up on something like that. And it's not as fun as a gas station just outside of Leggett, but uh, (laughs) you're you're like, I should probably like prep myself mentally for Uh for what's coming up here. Um, Were there any hills that you felt on the coastal route that just sort of defeated you or did you find most of them pretty doable?
2: I was expecting it to be much worse. I think it was pretty doable. I mean, obviously we trucked over that one, but Mm -hmm. other than that... I think honestly, the hills were the most like invigorating part for me. It was oh, just nice. kind of that like high at the top, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, coming from Chicago, I think the biggest hill I'd ever biked on was like a highway overpass. It's like, mm. f- you know, it's flat in the Midwest. Yeah. And I was used to like, you know, bike commuting maybe 10 miles a day, but I've never done like a huge, huge ride. I mean, well, I've done some rides, but you know, at that point, yeah, just coming straight to the West Coast. I was like, "Eh, what am I getting myself into? (laughs) And I was shocked by how quickly I adjusted to it. So I think that was like the pleasant surprise for me more than anything was like, oh, I'm not dead. Yeah,
3: (laughs) that's a good feeling.
1: Yeah. I think the best one, though, was, uh, was it just south of Crescent City? There's uh, Mm a, you go into the Redwood Forest area and uh, it was on, like when we started biking, it was a sunny day. And then we get up into the Redwood Forest, and we basically just bike into clouds. Yep. And then up on top of the the hill or wherever you are, it's like, it's so foggy, and you can't see anything. And then you come around the other side, and as soon as you get out of the fog, it's like, there's that view of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it's just so beautiful, and it's sunny again. It was like, we just biked through a cloud. Mm -hmm. That was great. Yeah, that is a good hill. Lovely.
3: (laughs) Was there um, anything on... I guess either of the trips or, or trips plus uh, did you find yourself sort of approaching it? Cause you did, you did uh, not necessarily fly by the seat of your pants, but, but close to, was there anything you found that you kind of like overestimated about the experience or underestimated in terms of equipment or things that you brought along with you that you thought you needed, but didn't, or didn't, but found that indeed you did. I feel like everybody brings kind of a kitchen sink item. Uh, I always bring like at least two or three kitchen sink items, but like, whether it's that book or you know, the D V D player you want yeah, to say yeah. what was on it. Uh, <laughs> like everybody has everybody has that item. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What was our item that we never used? like I remember like buying a bunch of like we bought extra chains and like cables and housing and stuff. You look like you have something <laughs> Yeah, <here. I> was <laughs> say, she's she got kind of a ride. I don't know, like green what there. I
2: say on this podcast.
1: But we had, like, a whole
2: pannier with nothing but bondage rope. Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That That did not get used as much as I thought it would.
2: (laughs) Kind of preoccupied biking. Yeah. It'll take it out
1: of you. That was the biggest thing. You you go into this, like, oh, we're going to have so much extra time, Mm. like, when we hit the campsite. (laughs) And, like, we're going to be out on the road forever. Like, we need to... And then as soon as you, like, set your tent up, you're asleep. Like, <laughs> okay, well, good you night. Eat. Like, after you eat, you're <laughs> just, you after just you pass After you eat a out. whole
2: pack of vegan hot dogs and chili. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Because it's, but that's, it's all you want to do. Like after you've done miles is just, yeah, just eat until you're comatose. And that's what happens. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
2: That was, I think the other part. I mean, we just pretty much bought food as we went and didn't, I mean, there were a few things I think that we packed but nothing really substantial, but yeah, Yeah. it was just like every day, just like eat a pack of hot dogs, five bars of chocolate and Mm -hmm. good night.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Those chocolate bars can be sustaining. Yes. I remember I was happy when the TJ's. Started to get like closer and closer together as you get more into California because oh, it means yeah. you have more access but, to those large chocolate bars that <laughs> yeah. they sell, oh.
0: Trader Joe's. Yes, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Took me a minute. No, okay. you're
3: good. I should probably specify because it occurs to me now there's not Trader Joe's TJs everywhere in the world, so that that's a good clarification. Um, I am burnt on those bars though. That that really I couldn't <laughs> I could <laughs> eat them. <laughs> For Afterwards. us, it was
2: the um, the salted almond <gasps> dark chocolate yeah. was like kind of oh, our yeah. go to. A lot of those. Nice. Yeah. So much food.
3: All the food. So, what was your your general food strategy? Was the vegan hot
1: dogs and the uh, the chocolate? Yeah, we ate a lot of vegan chili dogs. <laughs> nice, <laughs> somehow, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. um, I think our go to like for packing was um, tortillas and peanut butter and jelly. Yes, mm-hmm. because mm. bread just gets mushed. So, mm. yeah. Um, what else? Oh, we would. We had, uh, every once in a while, whenever we would find a store, we'd pick up some, like, tofurkey slices, and then uh, stop at a Subway, and then just oh, yeah. we'd make like our them. own vegan Subway sandwiches with our own tofurkey. Uh-huh. It, like,
2: yeah, like, you can get a vegan sandwich at Subway, but it's just like, you want some iceberg lettuce on yep. this white yep.
3: bread? Oh, you know, right, there's right, no, like, right. substance yeah. to it. So, yeah, Definitely. we kind of, like,
2: had our little goodies that we would use to, like, try to make it a real sandwich yeah. with some yeah, I mean, substance.
3: the Subway $5 foot long is not worth the five dollars if you're getting the veggie version i feel <laughs> yeah, like that's no. yeah. so, good not call so on much. the tofurkey <laughs> but it
2: is nice to like get something that's a little bit fresh tasting mm-hmm. every now and ag- yeah. again so
1: definitely all the cliff bars I just was so hungry. Like yeah, yeah. it was
2: shocking how hungry I got. And I would just like wake up in the middle of the night with just, like stabbing hunger and just mm. like shove a cliff bar in my face and like fall asleep with like half a cliff bar <laughs> in my mouth.
3: Nice. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> is
0: is there an item that that like you will never eat again because you're like I've had too many of
3: these things?
2: Well, I fucking hate cliff bars. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Was that? So that was because of the experience. Oh no, they're just like not good food. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you ate them. I did as a sacrifice to the bike touring. Yeah, I mean you have deities. to fill
2: the hole in your stomach when you. <laughs> yeah, cliff I mean, like like bars are giant. dense.
1: Yeah, yeah they are compact, and you know they fit in your bike. So yeah,
2: <laughs> they fit in your mouth while you're asleep. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly.
3: Although they did come out with a Christmas well, not Christmas, a candy cane flavoured one. Did they? Uh yeah, it's oh, it's around. I missed it. I uh, it's I've, the only cliff bar I can eat. I'm really? I'm kind of in the like not a cliff bar fan boat as well. Um, more so via like mountaineering and that also being the only thing you can like shove in your face while you're trying to get up a mountain, so um I I feel you on the hatred for <laughs> oh, maybe not hatred, <laughs> but the dislike for cliff bars. <laughs> Camaraderie. Yep. Um on your trips, did you feel like they sort of built one upon another? Do you view them as distinct experiences, but still within the biking realm?
2: I mean, I felt like more prepared going into the second one, but but they were definitely very different. I mean, just like being in different parts of the world and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, had a very different feel to them. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I feel like I went on the first bike by- trip, bike trip i went on i went solo and uh that man i don't know like nothing can really prepare you for that i guess Mm. like you kind of have to just do it and um i think it helped a lot that i had already done that to go uh not really plan because we didn't really plan much but (laughs) know what to expect going into the the trip we took from portland down to the bay area Mm -hmm. um and I'm trying to think of, like, concrete ideas other than just, like, you, you don't need, like, um, like, like what we did. We just went to the library and printed out, uh, like, Google Maps or whatever mm-hmm. was available. And then we just got on our bikes and, ro- like, rode. And it was, uh, we made it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's, uh, if you... Put one pedal in front of the other. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's And I think, um... Uh, you know just just the community that was out there of like if you did like run into a problem like there were people at the campsites that would help you out or like you know like talk about different ways to to go about um solving different problems mm-hmm. it was just um is, you're you're both kind of alone out there and not alone at the same time i don't know if that makes sense but yeah i think like, so yeah it's is while you're biking, like it's just this vast sea of nothingness and then but then also like there's other people out there doing the same thing. Preach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never done a solo trip. Oh yeah. Ever. Yeah. Not oh. even
1: for a weekend. Oh. It wasn't planned solo. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Do tell. Or don't. It is. <laughs>
3: Depending on your comfortability.
1: Yeah, the person I was dating at the time, we decided to take a bike trip. And uh, then they came back from another trip and said that, I guess we're not dating anymore. I found this other person. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were not monogamous, but still, like, it still hurts when someone's like, I'm done. Yeah. And I was like, but our bike trip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. They're... Dad owned a bike shop and got me a good deal on a bike still anyway. There you go. So <laughs> it worked out. It worked uh, out. Did
0: it, I was gonna say, like uh equipment bikes that you used on this trip, are they still the same bikes that you ride now or was yep. it a different thing?
1: Yeah? Yeah, the bike I take into work every day is the one I took down to the Bay Area. Nice. It's different than the one I took from Ohio to Texas. Oh, that yeah. one got uh stole from my house in Chicago. No. Yeah. I miss that Fuji. It was nice. Yeah. For you too? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh. Nice.
3: Yeah. It's the the beauty of having a bike that is uh that doesn't get stolen. <laughs> yeah. They tend to last a while. <laughs> yeah. Um on that solo trip, so you've never gone more I've never done a I feel
0: sl- like we I should... haven't even done a weekend before. Really? Do you, you have know... any desire to? Yes and no. I feel like my I think that my desire to do a solo trip is mostly driven by the fact that I haven't done a solo trip. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things like, well, everyone else has done it. I should probably, you know, check that one off mm. at some point in my life.
3: But I would say like, let's go do a solo trip together, but that I wouldn't <laughs> that, really pencil. That wouldn't work, would it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done long solo trips, but I have found like the shorter ones enjoyable.
0: I oh. can talk myself out of stuff pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It's surprising, you know, because I just finished, you know, 30 days of not eating a bunch of stuff that I love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, if I were to say, like, okay, this is the weekend. I'm totally going to do it. You know, and like, oh, well, the sun didn't come up at the time that I wanted it. To. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silly sun. It's like, said, said it was 6, 636 and it's 637. And it's not up yet. So I'm going back to bed. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and I can just talk myself out of anything if I wanted
1: hmm. to.
3: They are they're pretty fun, I yeah. have to say. Yeah. You learn a lot about yourself, or at very least true. in my experience.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Were you ever afraid of getting
1: eaten? Eaten? Yes. No. Okay. Stabbed? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, I'm way somehow way less afraid of that.
1: <laughs> Probably should reverse those fears. I don't know. Maybe. But I it depends on where you're biking. Are you biking in Florida? <laughs> <laughs>
2: then you'll get stabbed then eat. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I guess that's true.
1: But or yeah, I don't stabbed know. Stabbed and left Sorry, in a Florida. bayou
0: somewhere, yeah. <laughs> no offense.
1: Or grizzly country. Like it just depends on where you're biking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right.
0: Like, if I were to just go to Stub Stewart, you know? Like, they don't have a lot of cougars there, but every now and then they do. I feel it's like, true.
3: I don't know, like, getting eaten falls into the same category as, like, experiencing an earthquake, right? Like, if it's going to happen, it, it's, it's going to happen.
0: happen. Man, I just gave that speech to somebody oh, yesterday. Yeah? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I'm not trying to lecture you got, either. I'm, just, like, I'm <laughs> no, just saying, like, they're both funny. in the same category it's for just, me.
0: <laughs> it's just ironic I was giving that speech to somebody yesterday. Uh, 'Cause they were talking about um this is this is a little bit morbid, but like the possibility of an active shooter um episode on, on a school bus. And You just you know, went there. I just what's that? Oh you just, you just yeah, went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah? Okay. yeah sorry. No, they you're were good. talking <laughs> about that and I, I kind of was like, you know, you can't that's not anything you can really predict mm. you know. And I I went with you know like an earthquake it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's gonna suck but yeah you can't yeah sorry Agreed. i really yeah. the, i really brought the room <laughs> down no, okay.
3: i mean like god even like three years ago i would feel like it would have a different tone but given given recent events yeah, yeah. um I'm, I'm like i've always been more scared of being theoretically shot in public than uh eaten by anything but um yeah, maybe maybe I'll steer us away from that one. <laughs> I mean, if you
2: die in an earthquake, like, no one really benefits. But if you get eaten by a cougar, the that's c- kind of a privilege, yeah. right? Yeah, now you're true. a cougar food, and that's not a. Uh, there's worse ways to die. That's
4: true.
0: And, and one it, should
2: be so lucky. It's mm.
0: honestly my dream, or uh, dream is not the right word <laughs> My <laughs> desire for my body just to be, you know, hmm. back to nature. In some way or another, you know, just take it out into the woods and leave it. That's I fine. I agree. I'm, I'm okay Hundred percent.
3: I mean, if yeah. you're if you're concerned about cougars in particular, the stats show you're much higher risk category if you're jogging and on a trail. So just well, don't. Lord,
0: go- Lord knows, I'm never jogging. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I like. I'd be more worried about a raccoon or, or such, just like eating into my tent and. Then getting annoyed or like actually the, the biggest animal I wouldn't like to encounter on a bike tour would be a skunk at this point. Oh, like, everything <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We specifically went to an island to see raccoons. Oh nice. <laughs> there's like um, an island up in, for raccoons. Up in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: What was it called? Oh man, I'm Something trying to remember. The name. Wait, Wait, you just, know this? It was Newcastle? Uh, yeah, Newcastle. We just called castle it Raccoon island? Castle the whole time. So
3: <laughs> there's a castle on um Oh shucks, one of those San Juan Islands. I'm trying to remember which yeah.
2: one. I don't know if there was an actual castle on Orcas this island. Orcas Island.
3: There's a castle on Orcas Island. Oh, but, um, I didn't know about that. Or this was, I call it a castle. I there guess. was not a literal castle on oh, this island, okay. but there was a large population
2: <laughs> of raccoons, and nice. one of their selling points was that they had these rare champagne raccoons that were like, not quite albino, but like a a blonde raccoon. <laughs> and we thought that was interesting.
4: This is
0: this is really weird.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so weird.
2: But this was also not an island that was um, accessible by vehicle or there was no bridges or anything. Oh, and you I had to like remember. take a ferry? or a Well, bu- we did a lot of ferries on that trip, but actually on this one we ended up... On um, kind of the mainland of Vancouver Island, we mm-hmm. found a, a canoe rental place and they let us just lock up our bikes in their warehouse. And then we put all our gear in the oh, canoe, rented cool. a canoe for the night, oh, paddled nice. over to the island, camped there, and then paddled back in the morning. Okay. So, so it's that like super was super really close to Vancouver
4: really Island.
1: Yeah, it was pretty yeah. close. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. That That's... was a, a fun night. And those raccoons were hungry. Mm-hmm. They
1: loved soy curls. Yeah, we accidentally spilled oh, some no. soy curls and
2: then just spent the rest of the night like watching them eat the soy curls it was really bad we're like that's not how you want to be at a campsite right. no. but it happened
3: but also uh, once they've touched it it's no longer something you can eat yeah, exactly. <laughs> i'm not saying one thing or another but you know i, I wouldn't put that back in my mouth
1: yeah, yeah no it was definitely not on purpose but yeah but we, but we did take full advantage <laughs> of that accident
3: uh, the raccoons at um campsite just north of san francisco there's a park like just a day's ride from sausalito and we had gotten this big bag of chips at the grocer and within maybe 25 seconds like kid you not like we just set our bikes down just unloaded a pannier I think we like turned around to look at something and then we hear this like scrape and like skitter 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 <laughs> um, and like what I see is a raccoon like scurrying into the bush with like an extra large bag of Juanitas oh, um, wow. and we were damned bastard. if we were gonna let that raccoon have our chips yeah. so like I went after it yeah. and like had a shouting contest with this raccoon and like eventually it decided it wasn't worth its while so it dropped the chips and we like portioned off a third of them because we figured like that's the part you don't eat but we were really hungry. these are the rabies <laughs> chips yeah these, these are, chips are clean these are the chips i'm not gonna screw with you know put like... those in the trash but we totally ate the other two-thirds of that bag oh, good. can't waste yeah
2: i feel like that's the luck i've had with chipmunks more than anything oh, i feel yep. like
3: i've just
4: oh, yeah.
1: come
2: across some like really aggressive not remotely afraid of human beings chipmunks who will just like loiter until your back is turned for half a second and then grab whatever's in sight and then if you go to chase them off they'll get like just out of range but they won't actually run away they'll right. just mm-hmm. wait and it's they just know. oh my god
3: they know the score they do <laughs> Hmm. yeah well if you ever decide to go on a solo trip aaron i support you in that
0: i mean i got to eventually right <laughs> hey your
3: call <laughs> <laughs> i don't
2: think i've gone on a solo trip since i was in high school
0: on a bicycle?
2: On a bicycle. Really? Yeah. Where'd
0: you oh. ride in high school?
2: Um. Well, I used to do a lot of just like weekend trips, like I don't know, up and around outside Chicago, and northern suburbs. But then there was this one trip that I did across Wisconsin, and I can't remember the name of the ride. It was like an organized fundraiser ride. And there were like some rough acquaintances of mine that I knew that were in the ride, but like no one I really knew. And I was a big fan of solo biking. It was like definitely my thing that I would just do in high school, like instead of socializing
4: nice.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah I think it was like maybe 200 miles in three days or something like that across Wisconsin wow. damn it was a good one nice just nice rolling hills and cows and they shipped all your stuff for you and oh okay that was nice so it's like
0: cycle Oregon yeah. only in Wisconsin <laughs> yeah
3: cycle Wisconsin <laughs>
2: I had some like cow related pun of a name like move something I don't even remember hmm because of Wisconsin,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, no cheese relation.
2: No, it was like it was a fundraiser for like the American Lung Association or oh, something. Yeah. Something yeah. very random. Reach the
0: beach down here is, there we go. is supported by uh, the American Lung Association. Yeah.
2: yeah, so I did that.
3: I'm trying to come up with good like cow puns. I feel like I should know I, one or two. I can't <laughs> think of
0: one that would relate to a bicycle. Yeah, and like, you know what? I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. I'm I'm all right. Don't with need to no, force that. No, no. It's it's,
3: it's moo cycle where you ride a brew cycle that's themed out like a cow and uh, you, you drink milk out of the center oh that's so gross <laughs> that's <horrible. laughs> yeah, wait am I forcing this <laughs> tell, tell me I'm going too far <laughs> But but it's good Wisconsin milk. <laughs> Can you imagine milk. like what milk would be like after
0: you've been biking with it all day? Uh, uh, <laughs> like the
3: last thing you want to do, <laughs> right? Okay.
2: The winner of that race is the last person to puke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like a whole new twist on the milk that's challenge. Their, that's the
3: moo. Yeah. The moo cycle catchphrase. <laughs> it's on on all their flyers. Yeah, that didn't work too well. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That was my story. That's right. <laughs> Email us your
0: your moo cycle puns. Yeah, give us some
3: cow puns, <laughs> should you desire.
0: Well, you know, we don't have a a uh, moo or a, a cow pun related um, segue for this. So I'm just going to go into saying, you know what I would like after a long ride?
3: What would you like after a long ride, A, a Aaron?
0: nice refreshing beverage. Brought to us from the Beer on Southeast Division and 12th.
3: Why, yes. And they've also provided some fine beverages for our consumption this evening. Mm-hmm. What What are you drinking over there, oh, Aaron? Oh,
0: I'm almost done with this, actually. It's really good. Nice. A raspberry harvest kombucha from our good friends
3: at Lionheart. Excellent. Allison, what are you grabbing over there?
2: I've got a pomegranate ginger cider. It says Hope on it.
3: I hope it's good.
0: <laughs> it is good. It's really
2: tasty. No cow pun, <laughs> it's Almost but
0: I'll empty. Go with it. <laughs> yeah. Pomegranate cider, huh? Yum. Wow. How's
3: okay. your beverage doing, Jimmy?
1: Doing great. I got a Crater Lake orange cream. Doing me right. Nice.
3: Um, and I talked about it last week, but there was a bit of confusion. So I decided I would get it this week. And it is the Lemon Ginger Boneyard Elixir CBD Sparkling Beverage, courtesy of the Beer Beermongers. And I have to say, it tastes. Um, just like a sparkling cider. Yeah. How yeah. do you feel? I feel fine. Yeah. All right. How many so, fingers so far, am I holding up? At least, I don't know, how many are behind your back, Aaron? Oh, you got me. <laughs> Look at that. See? It sharpens the wits. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, don't ask me. Can't
2: get anything by this
0: guy.
3: Uh, you probably could. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks to the beer bongers, they do also have CBD beverages, of which this one is quite tasty.
0: And that... Did you mention no alcohol in that? No yeah. alcohol. So yeah, I think that so was the uh, that was the confusion last correct. week, right?
3: <laughs> My guess would be OLCC still frowns highly upon that practice.
0: I would I would imagine that's still considered a controlled substance. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can buy yeah. CBD in like grocery stores in Portland now.
0: Really? Yeah.
3: No kidding. Yeah, I just saw oh, yeah. a little
2: New Seasons uh, CBD.
3: Really? it's what all the cool kids are I, doing, I, apparently. I am so old.
0: <laughs> we'll never be cool kids, Aaron. Yeah.
3: Nope. I mean, yeah, I, I'm guessing there's a market for it. I, I don't buy CBD, but it sounds like somebody's buying CBD. Right? Um, I saw they have it at the uh, grocer just over on Alberta Street, too, was where I saw it. So may, maybe it's a thing. I don't know. But if you want a great beverage, CBD or non, they do have alcoholic or not or yeah exactly they can be found at the Beermongers on southeast 12th and division so yes. thanks
0: thank you so much for sponsoring this
3: show indeed and um while we're mentioning the beer mongers we should also mention our patreon donors oh, who yeah. are also incredibly generously and kindly sponsoring this show um we don't always make a direct announce every week but every week you are in our minds and in our hearts thank you so much for your support of the sprocket podcast yes and now on to new things
0: yeah um Anything else we should know about bike traveling? Bondage rope is unnecessary, apparently. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bring that, I found
0: that very depressing, by
1: the way. <laughs> Bondage rope. Maybe, maybe without the deadline next time. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the, my most prized possession on the bike ride was a pocket knife. Mm. I had a friend before I left New York... Um, give me a pocket knife and I was surprised that I didn't think about bringing one and it, it cut my apples, it spread my peanut uh, butter and jelly, yeah. it, uh, fixed knots that I needed to get out real quick. Um, bring a pocket knife, if nothing else.
2: All kinds of good things. Well, I guess I, had, I did have that one other good story I could tell if you wanted. Please, to like yeah. a good story that was the end of our Vancouver Island trip. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, our plan was originally to, um. We had driven from Portland up to our friends who live in Bremerton and left our car there and then biked, um, the rest of the way. <clears throat> so our plan was to like bike back down and we had just taken the ferry across from Vancouver Island over to, what is it, Port Angeles up in? I think so. Or something or other. So many ports up there. Um, port, port. And camped yeah. <laughs> at whatever the closest park was nearby there. And then, uh, wake up in the morning and it's like pouring rain. And Jimmy's feeling sick. And so we're kind of like, oh, this is a bummer. We've got like 70 more miles to go. I think it was supposed to be this nice, Hmm. you know, right down the Olympic Peninsula and loveliness. And uh, And
1: so I did not want to get out of bed.
2: Yeah. You were just like feeling miserable. uh,
1: And by bed, I mean, you know, a sleeping bag in a tent.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So we're like, okay, well, maybe we'll like wait a little bit, see if you feel a little bit better, see if the rain clears up and the day is just creeping on and it's. Nothing is getting better and everything oh, no. is getting worse. Yeah. And so, and our friend Charlie was with us on that trip too. So it was me and Charlie and we're finally like, okay, we're just going to leave all our gear here at the campsite with Jimmy, just us and our light bikes. We're going to just haul ass back to Bremerton, get the car, drive back up. It's going to be a rescue mission. It'll be fine. <laughs> and so, we leave all the gear, we hop on our bikes. We're just biking and biking. It's rainy and we're wet and it's pretty miserable. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, and then we get maybe, I don't know, 20, 15 miles outside Bremerton and Charlie gets a flat and we had left all our patch kits and all of our oh.
0: tools. Oh, right. Cause you're like, cause yeah. we we're just, just like, yeah, we just
2: like left it all, didn't oh. plan ahead. And I think like, I don't know, Charlie's phone was said, you know, it was just like, this is a comedy of errors. So, right. okay, I'm going to leave Charlie on the side of the highway. I'll keep going and hopefully I'll pick All you up in a couple of hours. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so yeah, oh. I just keep going and I get back to Bremerton like just as it's getting dark and I'm just like getting there. And of course, we also like had some weird direction. You know, our friends were like not there, and then I had to like find the keys to the car somewhere in their house. It was like just this whole thing. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and so, but I did, and I and I finally got back to the car and I found Charlie with his flat bike on the side of the road thankfully where i'd left him and then yeah come back up to jimmy and by that point it's like it's late and they had like locked the gates and everything but we're like trying to get in like you don't get it our stuff is in there (laughs)
1: so i had while i was sick i had to pack everything up (laughs) into charlie had uh one of those trailers oh okay and so i packed everything into the trailer and attached i didn't have the attachment so i just like bungeed it to my bike Uh and then like Walked down the the gravel path until I got to the gate, and then, yeah.
2: And then me and Charlie are just beat, and so we make sick Jimmy drive us all the way home. <laughs> and you're like driving in the middle of the night through those little windy roads, you know? Up in, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the saddest part was then the next morning we go out and see in the car there's this kind of dried up dead frog dangling from the grill. <laughs> it was just yeah. a little heartbreak.
4: <laughs> Yeah. So that was the end yeah. of that trip. Not that, quite the yeah. way we planned on that going.
2: That
0: trip just was not meant to be. <laughs> the no. rest of it was nice. Just, yeah, just we saw some
2: raccoons. Canoeing. We saw sea otters. Yes.
1: Nice. Any orcas? No. I no. Don't
4: think we we,
2: we did go whale watching on that trip though, right? And was that in Victoria that, that we went was, whale watching? Yeah,
1: we went with Captain Ron.
2: Oh, that was fun, yeah. Captain Ron.
1: <laughs> Captain yeah, we just Ron. found like the whom cheapest
2: whale watching boat we could on? find. <laughs>
1: Definitely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he did, you know, he pulled kelp straight out from the ocean and demonstrated how it can just be a, a fun snack. And we were the only people on the tour who were willing to <laughs> nice. engage in that experience. Well, well,
3: it's it's not fun. You I know, know? right? Yeah. I'm like, who yeah. doesn't love it? Dig it. It's
2: salty. <laughs> yeah, that was good.
3: Well, <laughs> Allison and Jimmy, thank you so much for yeah, coming thanks on for this coming evening. In. Yeah, thanks uh, for having us, and uh, a, a good many adventures to continue for both. Uh, would you like to hang around for our news and headlines? Sure, totally your call. Um, there, there's no obligation,
0: but if you don't do it, we'll make fun of you the whole time. I'm just kidding. I kidding. <laughs> so we should go then so you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We oh, we're
3: we're basically we're hitting a big pause here so um, yeah. no pressure truly. Okay. You want to get
2: going? What time is it? 7:40. Do you want to like eat dinner? Yeah, I
1: would love dinner. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No
3: problem. <laughs> I support you in that.
0: So we didn't use the Tim Mooney calendar song, but Tim Mooney still ends up on our calendar intro. Thanks, Tim. Every second and fourth Monday at 10.30 a.m. from now through March at Clever Cycles is Storytime with Kidical Mass.
3: And the second Thursday of every month, the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The
0: second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party.
3: And also the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party.
0: Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike
3: Party. And the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. And
0: every second Sunday of every month right here in Portland, the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. Go!
3: <coughs> February 16th, the Slough County Ramble.
0: The March, or on March 2nd, the March 2nd. Why did I say the other? It's a very important date. March 2nd, the not so, in, not so noisy bike ride from Jason Offenberg as part of Bike Week in Daytona Beach.
3: Oh, yeah. Let us know if anybody shows up on their motorcycles. <laughs> March 9th, the Dead Freeways ride.
0: March 16th, this is a new one. It's called... Trashed, a bicycle exploration of illegal dumping sites in Indianapolis. Yes, Keith, I said the whole thing. He says, I'm putting on a ride called Trashed, a bicycle exploration of illegal dumping sites in Indianapolis. Yes, I said it again. I went with the most ridiculously pretentious name I could think of purely for the giggles. Having said that, this ride is exactly the title. Should be a blast. Thank you, Keith from
3: Indiana. And March 18th is 4x3000, screening here in Portland.
0: March 28th, from Dr. Something, another debut of a Transit Center song. Thursday, 9 p.m. at Kelly's Olympian here oh, yeah. in Portland.
3: April 2nd, The Bikes of Wrath is back. Yes! And the time, I believe, is 6.30. Uh, so they, they weren't able to meet their ticket count, but that's okay because the two of the five filmmakers will actually be here in person for this screening. And so um, I have already got tickets, so I hope to see you there. This is a really swell film, and I hope that you will come join us in watching it.
0: I have a couple of upcoming film-by-bike tour dates. Arcata, California, March 15th, Bendigo, Australia, October 4th. And I didn't put them in our show notes, but it's worth mentioning that uh, tour de RDI um, Mm. Mm. for Miles of Portrait uh, has a few extra dates and um, we will try to post those on our site.
3: Yes, we will. There's uh, a couple dates coming up, so even for next week, we'll have a chance to not miss those for the Southwest tour. And now for...
4: What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike. It's
3: influential portland planning commission seeks three new members the 11 member portland planning and sustainability commission has announced three openings that will need to be filled due to people being termed out
0: and how great would it be if somebody got on that commission because they heard it here that would be super i'm not expecting that whatsoever but how fun would that be
3: that would be excellently fun so if that happens let us know Uh, The PSC is a very influential body that advises city council on Portland's long-range goals, land-use policy, and more. That means they have a major say in everything from bike parking and housing to freeway-widening projects. Hmm,
0: freeway-widening. Freeway-widening? Hmm. Uh, Uh, It's worth noting that uh, previous guest and uh, listener and supporter and general archiver and really great guy, Chris Smith, is on this commission.
4: mm Mm-hmm.
3: To uh, complement the existing voices on the commission, people who have backgrounds in and care about the following are sought. Equity and social justice, climate action and sustainability, business and economic and community development, zoning code, general land use, traditional long-range planning, central east side slash new industry. The recruitment will be open until March 15th. And you can check out the full description and call for new members at the link we will post on our show notes.
0: And, I I should probably confess in the interest of full disclosure I stole this from
3: Bike Portland. That we did. Yes. Thanks Bike Portland and a nod to the staff and crew over there. Yes.
0: And this I stole from the slate.com Portland, Oregon says a new highway expansion will be better for the environment.
3: Is that oh really my the, gosh. T- the title?
0: Well, That's, that actually is the title. However, the subtitle is like it's not.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'll let you continue. (laughs) Okay,
0: In Portland, Oregon, city and state officials are pushing a plan to spend a half billion dollars widening Interstate 5 as it passes north of the city's downtown. The project entered its period of public comment earlier this month in a nod to the ugly history of urban renewal. The widening would take a chunk out of the backyard of Harriet Tubman Middle School. Wow, I love the tone of that sentence, by the way. But it would also the Oregon Department of Transportation says, dramatically improve highway travel times in the year 2045. The agency even says the newer, bigger highway would be better for the environment. The project, an enormous investment in expanding a highway in one of our country's most environmentally, f- environmentally conscious regions. Wow. Thank you, Slate, for thinking of us. Demonstrates the difficulty of slowing the road-friendly bias that permeates state transportation departments. Not only do new roads encourage environmentally destructive transportation and land use, they're also a bad deal that has led the country into a road maintenance crisis.
3: Their words. Indeed. <clears throat> yeah, the whole article, I feel like... Um, did you read this whole thing? I did.
0: I was impressed they got a quote from Aaron Brown on there. Yeah. yeah.
3: Speaking of Aaron Brown, guess who will be on the show at Kaboom! the end of March? What? Yes. They got a quote. We get him in person. Aaron Brown. <laughs> we'll get lots of quotes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Slate, feel free to contact us if you'd like to use any of them. We'll, we'll run them by Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Aaron the, Brown, not me. Correct. <laughs> we, we Yes, we should clarify. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, I think what struck me most about the Slate.com article was how much ODOT language was just kind of like passed into the article. Like even within this headline, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Like if we only read this poll quote, it would seem almost as if Slate was in support of the project. Right, um, yes. But in support of the project in, in the sense that they're using ODOT's <laughs> language. Uh,
0: and that's I think that's that's part of the problem, right? I mean, one, we all know language matters and, and word, word use matters definitely matters, Mm. but um, yeah, when you're pulling a quote, even if you're taking a position like the slate from reading this article definitely is slanted against the I-5 expansion, or at least against the the narrative that this is going to be more environmentally friendly. However, when you're pulling a quote from a um, source that is biased against where you're coming from, you're still Kind of providing that that um, that narrative a a a voice yeah and you're still inadvertently continuing that that narrative
3: mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's important I think it's I think it's important to think about um one thing that I, I did appreciate about the article was they did actually pull a pretty good quote from Aaron and Aaron went Aaron uh, Brown of No More Freeways PDX went on to state uh, I, I think what can safely be acknowledged in 2019 is generally speaking as far as the climate goes uh, we do have about 11 years before things start to get into uh, p- bad effects
0: hold on 2045 minus 2019
3: we're gonna we're gonna get some negative feedback loops hold that start on. really growing here uh,
0: that's that's more than 11 years What's that? Oh, I was just thinking this date that they uh pulled here, you know, how it would dramatically improve highway travel times in the year twenty forty five. Uh that's that's more than eleven
3: years oh. uh from now. Yes. Sorry. It's gonna
0: be too fucking late, Odot. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean I just uh <laughs> I get a little bit depressed when I'm I read sorry, what Odot man. is. is <laughs> doing. I
0: didn't mean to depress you with this no, news poll. Like,
3: well, I mean, there's getting depressed, and then there's getting depressed and doing nothing about it. Right. I choose the la- or I choose the former. Um, it it really, I think, is a shame that we have a state agency. Kind of in the analogy that if you um, have a hammer, then all you're looking for is nails. I, I think that ODOT, in many ways, is very focused on doing well at what they have done well at in the past. Um, but I'm kind of. I'm disappointed in the level of leadership on climate that has been presented recently. And there's a, another article that we didn't pull in for this week. Um, but in terms of regulation and regulatory oversight of large industries, I do wonder to what effect ODA is affected by non or, or, or interests that would go against regulatory structure. There's a really good article about... The Are you saying
0: that like somebody's got their got their hand in the kitty well like oregon
3: to my knowledge is one of i think 11 or 12 states that doesn't have a limit on campaign donations and so i think if you look at large problems such as this are we uh, talking
0: about like lobbying
3: issues yes yes uh lobbying you know like lobbying the people who can put people in positions at places like odot for example uh that might not have climate-based or or what i would call our reality-based uh interests at heart. So I I think it's a really big shame that Odot is really first tried to do this as a safety project and then was completely called out on that. Um in fact there have been (laughs) Yeah, there's been basically fender benders on this corridor but but no deaths. I mean if you wanna if you want to look at people getting killed, uh take a look at Powell Boulevard, for example, if you're talking about Odot control eighty second. Yeah. Well
0: yeah if you want Odot control. Yeah Powell Boulevard no I would easily I would go to
3: Hawthorne last two years ago yeah so but again that's i'm straying a little yeah generally speaking um yeah i mean we have really one shot at this and it's okay to be wrong about that exact date uh but i think it's important to acknowledge that like the reality is and science has confirmed this there's there's no scientific doubt within the greater community but this is happening well and and thanks thanks i guess to aaron Brown for yes, um, for calling it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And folks like Michael Anderson and, and people we bring on the show because like we care about you, and part of that <laughs> care is uh, caring about the planet we all share.
0: So, I, in the interest of, of disclosure, I actually was on uh, City Labs website when okay. I found the article that they linked to the original article here on on, on Slate, and the reason why I pulled this was because you know it seemed like it was more it was closer to the source mm. um whereas like i would consider the article in city lab maybe more like a secondary um source so to speak mm-hmm. um however the language in city lab they use the word i never i've never heard this before but it fits as uh greenwashing oh yeah easily and you know i'm sure like other people who are more envi- environmentally conscious than i am have heard this but yeah it's it's this sense of like you know, they're pushing this project through as it as a environmentally friendly project. And it's something I think that would go really easy, not necessarily this project, but the this notion uh, would go really easy in places like Portland, um, maybe to some extent Seattle, uh, a lot where you have a population. And I will put myself in the same boat where you want to do the right thing, but you don't when it comes down to it, you don't want to sacrifice to do the right thing. And um, I think this is sort of, this sort of epitomizes that, that uh, philosophy or, or that, that thought of like, well, nobody likes traffic. That is, I think universal. Nobody wants to be in traffic. So let's widen it. Well, then they get this pushback. And so a way to sell it is like, well, it's environmentally friendly. And that can get a lot of people in on that and be like, oh, you're right. Well, I love being environmentally friendly. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we should totally vote for this.
3: Yeah, induced demand. That's not a thing. (laughs) I mean, all of this has been debunked. People who have spent their lives really learning about the interactions of the effects between policy and policy and and actual follow-through um we we know these things we we know that if we widen freeways more people will drive and if we want to combat uh, where we are potentially headed in terms of resources um and also general livability of our planet that that is in the polar opposite direction of where we would in my opinion or should be should be headed so that, you know this is this is Guthrie's thoughts on these things so I'm not I, I don't mean to speak as a representative necessarily for the sprocket but um, I mean I, I I think by by being by on the sprocket yeah you exactly are, but it's and, true. That's it's true. and that's fine and that's fine but it's just these are things uh that I hold very personally as values and I think it's good that Oda is seeing the heat. I, I'm just incredibly disappointed uh, that well, it's taking this Well, they're seeing the heat
0: much. and they're doubling down, it seems yeah. like. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: It's, it's, something's got to change. It, it's going to be easier to fix and or sort of start steering that chip in certain directions today and every day consecutively. It will be more difficult to do that. So the question is, do we want to wait until it's hard? Or do we want to do it while well? it's still relatively easy? And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So yeah. If you have thoughts and or news that you want to send us please please, please double down and send us those links <laughs> um that's the kind of doubling down I can get behind
0: so and here's the thing i i I'm just gonna like put this out there. It's worth being skeptical. I think Aaron Brown does a really good job of of finding that balance of of skepticism without being cynical yeah cynicism brings you nothing you you know, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, ODOT. And then you just, you know, sit on your couch and watch TV or drive your car through I-5 or whatever. Um, But being skeptical and saying like, well, this doesn't sound right. Yeah. And then trying to, like, that promotes action. Yeah. That said, go ahead and be skeptical of what we just said. Mm-hmm. Please call us out. I'm not one to double down usually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... I've, I've, I think I've said many times I don't mind being wrong because that means like I've learned something.
3: Exactly, uh, we we appreciate logic and well reasoned thoughts. So
0: please, most times <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, to the extent that we're human, generally,
3: yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, if you <laughs> have um, feedback that you would like to give ODOT, we will be posting a link because their public comment oh, yes! period, public comment period is opening. officially open. I think we've got about thirty-seven days left to let ODOT. Uh, no opinions as citizens of Oregon. Um, so we'll be posting that link uh, at the bottom of the show notes, and that will be in precipitation of Aaron Brown's visit to the podcast in uh, late March.
0: And look, I really encourage you to like comment um, if you're here in Oregon, especially if you're here in Portland. Um, but if you have other comments that you want to write to us <laughs> that you maybe don't want to give to Odat we would totally like take those into consideration, too. Yeah. I think that'd be fun to read while Aaron's on, <laughs> on the mic. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, you know, it's uh, we do what we can.
0: Yes. Speaking of doing what we can, you know what we can do?
3: What can we do do?
0: We, we can. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. We can got mail. Yes, we do.
3: <laughs> From Keith in the 19th State. Uh, Hey, Aaron and Guthrie. Someone asked about cold weather gear, so here's what I do. I can get a bit sweaty, even when it's really cold, and i found that at least one layer of wool is key for the cold. i found a couple of 85% wool and 15% polyester flannel shirts at a thrift store, and they kick ass. With a wool base layer and a soft shell, I've I've sufficiently warmed in negative 5 degrees Fahrenheit. Then just... Put hard hard shell pants with some mid layer and base layer with no cotton. Uh, for the face and head, I use a wool balaclava. Buff over that on the head under the helmet and a and ski goggles. Um, yeah, ski goggles also super good call. Um, Man, I
0: was tempted to do to use ski goggles today. Yeah. <laughs> I it finally, didn't even snow today. I was just really cold.
3: In in honor of how cold it was yesterday, I broke out the purple coat. Um, <laughs> it was. You know, and the gloves, but yes, uh, the my face can be covered with that, but I will still put Vaseline on bare skin for extra protection.
0: That is something I never thought of, by the way. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I would imagine uh, for chapping in the cold, that probably comes in in good handy. I've not used it myself, but I've heard it has had good success with others. Um, and it keeps the balaclava from sticking to my face. Also a good point. Uh, okay. Two King's bikes disbanded back in the end of November, but the rides and events are continuing. I started a new thing called Gentle Folks Bicycle Riding and Exploration of Indianapolis. We've already had a New York, or a New Year's Day ride, which turned out to be pretty cool, despite me getting lost in the beginning. To be fair, I didn't pre-ride the route at all. That's okay. I don't either sometimes. The hope, <laughs> I was thinking of
0: you, actually, what, what, when, what? I, when I read that. <laughs>
3: it's all good fun as long as everybody makes it back in one piece, right? Uh, the hope is to... Uh is that it can be a collective for anyone that wants to do something has a place to promote it and to provide tools for people to be putting on rides. Happy Trails, Keith. P. S. The new Lumberjack album from Brockditis is pretty awesome. Well, I should say Brockditis and Co Band Conspirators.
0: Yes. Um have you have you listened to the new Lumberjack yet? I saw the show, yeah. oh, uh, that's of which right.
3: there were several tracks that I am assumed or I am assuming were on the album, uh, <laughs> yes. and then they played some older ones. It's good too. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally dug it.
0: Um, and lastly, we got a voicemail from our friends Patty and Andrew that I mentioned earlier, and it's loading right now. Hey, Aaron and Guthrie, hi, and Ross, on the voicemail there. Sharing with you the sound of the Pismo Beach Premium Outlet. This is Andrew and Patty. successfully made it this far from Portland. And now we're going to take the bus to Santa Maria. And then another bus to Solvang. And then an exciting ride to Gaviota. And we'll check in with you all later. Yay! Nice. Hope all's well up there. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, bye. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Have you f- followed their Instagram?
3: I have not. Oh, I. Uh, oh, you
0: don't. You don't Instagram though, do you? I don't. Like, no, that's I, all right. I. I.
3: I just can't wrap my head around Facebook and data. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've never yeah. had one, it, so I'm like, it can be overwhelming. Well, see, it's kind of the platform. Like, I was talking with a friend about this, and I remember just like kind of falling off of Flickr back in the early 2000s. Um, and and what I just hadn't figured out was that most of the, the like, creative content that people were putting out on Flickr went over to Instagram in, in some, oh, in yeah, some in sense some or in some yep. fashion. Uh, so there's actually a couple of things going on, like, here in PDX that uh, our roommate will, like, let me know about. And I'll be like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And then I realized that I don't have Instagram. So I'm like, maybe I'm just... Uh, Callous towards that, or maybe I'm just a bit lazy. But <laughs> I've been considering creating just a completely bogus account so I can like look at that stuff, but not, uh-huh. but not get, but not have in. to, yeah, yeah. Because um, I I believe that data should be like owned by you, and uh Instagram and Facebook have not proven their track record with that, oh, as far as I am concerned.
0: Yes, yeah, that makes that makes sense.
3: So I'll take the tinfoil hat off and maybe get a uh, <laughs> get an Instagram account one of these days, but that day has not yet come. Um, well, that
0: said, though they. It's just fun to like watch their adventures. Oh, totally! Yeah. yeah,
3: I will go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go check it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for posting that. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> and this has been another episode of the Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Jimmy and Allison for coming in.
3: Um, thank you Guthrie
0: for all your wonderful thoughts on freeway expansion. Thank you, I- Aaron,
3: for all your wonderful <laughs> thoughts as well. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. I'm looking forward to this episode with Aaron. I'm I'm glad we got him booked.
3: Yeah, me too.
0: All right, here we go.
3: The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio thanks to the generous support of Open Signal.
0: Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com.
3: Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Call or text to
3: 5038479774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Podcast thanks to ryan j lane for our theme music Kurt bird for our headline sounder marcus norman for graphic design and thanks to our sustaining donors shadowfoot kathrina melengard
0: wayne norman eric iverson
3: cameron lean richard Wisinski, tim mooney glenn kubish matt kelly eric wise todd parker dan gebhart who's a time, time traveler. traveler dave knows chris oops. chris smith caleb jenkinson <laughs> jp kewley peanut butter jar matt or peanut butter jar mat Marco Lowe Rich Otterstrom
0: Andrew in Colorado Drew the Welder Anna hey nice to spend some time
3: with you Andre Johnson King of Division Richard G
0: Guthrie Straw I finally got you or got to say your name who's sitting right next to me. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary.
3: Campsite, Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton.
0: Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy.
3: Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman.
0: Harry Hugel, EJ Finnerin Brad Hipwell.
3: Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson,
0: Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner.
3: Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore.
0: Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron. Barron, Chris,
3: Chris Barron. 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 Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite,
0: Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna,
3: Matthew Rooks, (coughs) Marshall, Paula, Afunitake Cyclecraft, (laughs) Philip M,
0: Spartan Dale, no relation,
3: Mr. T, who never really left, Bike Initiative Kiwana, and Sarah G. And all
0: of our former donors who helped us get this far.
3: Now brush our teeth. And
0: go to bed.